Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Hello, my name is Joel McLeod. I'm Roland Tanner. And welcome to the 905er Roundup on a Tuesday. Yes, it's, a, it's still a Tuesday, folks. Don't uh, don't think you're uh, you missed a few days on the calendar there. We're just doing things a bit backward this week. Um, but w- I, partly because what a weekend! <laughs> I mean, that was uh, one hell of a weekend uh, in terms of provincial news uh, coming out on a Friday. The, the story of the theory used to go: you release your news on Friday so that it gets buried in the uh, in the in the news feed. And you don't have to deal with it, but not the case this weekend. There are only two stories that we're really talking about this uh, this episode, folks. Uh, one is a party, and the other is a resignation. I'm assuming you already know what we're talking about, but we're going to start with what we think is the biggest and the absolutely most important of the two, and that is Doug Ford's daughter's stag and doe hoopla, uh, which, in my opinion, the more the story, the more details about that story come out, the more it looks like the opening scene of The Godfather with um, people of of requesting favors of Don Corleone, in this case, uh, Doug Ford, uh, at the day of you know, the day of my daughter's wedding, I, I cannot refuse a, a request kind of scenario. It's what it's looking to, to get into. Uh, like, Roland, is... is I'm going to make you play devil's advocate here. Is there anything <laughs> about this that is that I'm possibly not reading as the absolute, possibly worst political scandal uh, in Ontario history? Worst in Ontario history. I'm trying to think back. Um... I'm going to say that this is worse than like anything. I know people say, well, what about Win and what about McGinty? It's like, this is far far worse than anything that they they did yeah in my opinion even even if you even if you accept the opposition arguments about the win and uh mcginty stuff which yeah. for the record i don't <laughs> but yeah, i will put my hand up and say bias um but i could go on for hours about why i don't accept that um but even even if you accepted that you know there was nothing like developers lining up to give checks to to the premier's daughter at a stag and doe party and then also attending the the following wedding um some of whom uh one in particular mario cortellucci so mario cortellucci let's just remind ourselves about mario cortellucci his name crops up again and again and again in recent months mario cortellucci ran for a senate seat in italy um um, it's a Senate seat specifically reserved for Italians who live overseas, uh, but, but Italians nonetheless with Italian citizenship. I mean, that's fine. I don't, you know, 
particularly don't have any issue with we, that. We don't we don't cover foreign uh, foreign countries politics on the 905er. No, until they become relevant when when someone's standing for the far right uh, coalition of parties, including Silvio Berlusconi and uh, the uh, Maloney and other odious creeps who are bordering on fascist, running on a on a platform of uh, extradition to to immigrants, of closing down thousands of mosques, and of persecuting Italy's Roma people. This is the this is the coalition that um, that uh, Mr. Cortellucci uh, ran for. Um, he's also recently been appointed, purely by coincidence, I'm sure, to the Police Services Board of New York Region. And he's also one of the, the province's biggest developers who's standing to benefit from the attacks on the Greenbelt. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, maybe we should just start calling him Premier, uh, Premier Cortellucci and have done with it, I don't know. Um, you know, th- 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 these people crop up everywhere, um, and <laughs> it, yeah, it absolutely stinks. Um, there's a, there's a, there comes a point where like I'm, I'm looking at this and saying, how you and I, Joe Blow, Ontarian, regular citizen, not look at this and say like our country, our our province is being run by. It looks like the mob. Like this, like everything about this just looks like. Again, it looks like the opening scene of the Godfather, right? There's, a, there's the, the, the well, party. I mean, and, just, and for the sake, just for the sake of legal argument, we should say that's a metaphor and not an it actual is a accusation. Okay. It's not, but it, I mean, um, it, it, the, it, you know, you could put you put the the footage side by side. It's a little hard to know what what's what, and the fact that you, you how the I mean, we know that the developers themselves, the people who are kind of pressured to come into this, they even themselves said this doesn't feel right. Like I'm, I'm feeling pressured to, to attend these, uh, to attend this thing. I'm, I, I don't really want to, but I'm being told kind of like, Hey, Hey man, you gotta, you gotta put up or shut, put up or shut up. And it's, what it gets me is like the, our integrity commissioner says, Oh no, it's okay. Cause they're all, they're all good friends of Doug Ford. Cause Doug Ford says, yeah, I know them all. It's like, what, what, like, what, what, what is the role of our integrity? integrity commissioner um like all, all these integrity and ethics commissioners and all this i think it's all I've, I've always said it's bullshit like none of it does anything other than just give fuel to conservatives to just go after their enemies uh, i mean the integrity commissioner only has the powers to ask the first question if you like um so the integrity, the Doug Ford goes to the integrity commissioner and says, "I just want to check with you." By the way, the fact that he wanted to check makes you, re- yeah. why did he want to check? I mean, clearly he thought there flag. might be a problem, right? So you think integrity commissioner says, "Hey, Bob, or whatever his name is, um, uh, you know, just want to check this is okay." Integrity commissioner says, "Well, did you talk about business?" "No, no, no, no." Um, did you know were 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 they there to? Were those donations anything to do with with development or you know uh, anything? No, no, of course not. Of course not. Just you know, freely giving gifts of family friends. Um, and the integrity commissioner can't ask for you know can't pursue evidence, can't do further investigation. The integrity commissioner's job ends at that point. Well, you, if you say so, then it is so. I mean, that that's the extent of his powers. Um, it, it's kind of pathetic. I heard a rumor. Well, actually, maybe we shouldn't talk about rumors, but 
I don't know. It'd be interesting to see who else was at that um, Stagen, though. Um, well, I just think the fact that, I mean, Doug Ford himself in the question, you know, he gets asked these questions by reporters. And of course, he gets all up in arms like, you know, it's ridiculous. How dare you ask me questions and besmirch my 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 good name and starts pearl clutching. Yet he himself says, oh, you know, so many people, like he doesn't know everybody face by, you know, by face. And he can't say who everybody who was there and who wasn't. I said, mm-hmm. if you don't know who was at this party, then how how can you say how they're good friends of yours? They're close personal friends. If you yourself can't say, I didn't know. Like I'm I'm sorry, Roland, but like when I invite close personal friends of mine to a party or get together, A, I make a point to welcome them to the party. And I know that they were there. I talk with yeah, them because exactly. they're my close personal friends. Well, and let's talk about we've both been involved in political fundraisers yeah. in the past, back in the days when corporate fundraising was was a thing. Uh, uh, but both before and after in my case. Um and and you know, I, I can I can tell you that you know, I mean, actually, most of the conversations that happen at fundraisers are extremely innocuous and boring. Mm-hmm. And uh, everyone knows what the deal is. You turn up, you pay your money, you stand in a room, you listen to a, a, a ten-minute speech from the minister or whoever. You clap, you shake hands, you leave. Um, it's uh, you know, you eat a few rubber chickens. Um, everybody knows exactly what the deal is and that is that your name's on the list of donors that attended the event yeah i mean many people would buy the ticket not come or buy the ticket pay for someone else to come um you know uh they send a staff some young staffer to get their their face in front of yeah somebody important in the in the province but yeah that's they're, they're uh, dull affairs yeah and, and you know, for the really the companies who are majorly into into lobbying, uh, particularly pharmaceuticals, uh, pharmaceuticals development. Um, trying to think, of what other big ones would there have been? There would have been unions in the past. Um, you know, so yep. there would have been. You know, the Minister of Labour would have been working with unions and stuff. Um, you know, everybody kind of knew what the deal was, uh, and actually, I mean, ironically, the kind of you know, you're paying for access to the minister thing. It's kind of massively overblown because most people are like, I don't need access to the minister. I just need the minister to know that I donated. And believe mm-hmm. me, this is exactly the same thing. Like you say, it's, it's, uh, it, it, it's the, the, like, the acolytes no, at the court of the king giving their, giving their, uh, well, um, yeah, they, you're, they're, they're, their tithe to the the powers that be but that's yeah. exactly what happened here is that you no you don't talk business at the thing because lord knows those same people have doug ford's personal phone number probably or they they call him up and somebody yeah. in his office says hey you know so-and-so wants to talk with you sure put them through and they'll talk about you know development or whatnot and they'll set they will they can easily set a meeting for the premier's office or the minister's office to have those actual meetings to discuss hammer out policy and whatnot. They can do that on their own time. But you're right. What this is about is that, you know, the, the Louis, King Louis the 14th in Versailles did the same thing. You were expected to make your appearance at court and pay your homage, your homage to the King, the powers that be, um, and, and bend over backwards to show up, which is what this is exactly what it's sounding like is that these developers 
you know, it, I never thought, I never thought I'd say that, but I feel bad for the developers saying like, I don't want to go to this thing. I don't feel comfortable showing up here. I think it's kind of sketchy, but you know, you're kind of being told, um, excuse me, you, you know, if you want, if you want to sit at the table, you better show up and, and appear at, uh, at this, uh, at this, at Doug's daughter's steak uh, and dough. I expect they were only too happy to go. I mean, if this is, this is how, influence this is how you buy influence in ontario yeah um and you know it predates this government but um but but the you know after the after getting rid of corporate donations the kind of blatancy and the the obviousness of the of how this is done is kind of astonishing um the you know (laughs) it 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 beggars belief that that anybody would be so flipping stupid um you know and, and millionaire doug ford a successful businessman who who can't make labels for cars um uh shaking down his good family friends for a thousand bucks each ahead um to pay for his daughter's wedding yeah what the hell that, i mean that's <laughs> like as as somebody when i got married <laughs> many 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 years ago um my wife and i had a a steak and dough, uh, mostly because like she grew up in the country and that was a, your traditional thing. You kind of have a steak and dough. And the idea is to raise, a, ideally you raise enough money to pay for the cost of the wedding because weddings are expensive things. I, I, have, I, I, I have a hard time buying that Doug Ford's daughter has a hard time paying the cost of that wedding. Uh, I'm sorry, I just do. I, I think like what... It's entire the entire thing is just a looks like somebody made made the idea of hey we can use this as an excuse to get uh, milk uh, a few I don't I don't know what the I, point I, of it I, was I, I'm it's sure just, the money was I don't see there's any need to question how the money was spent or what it was for um, it's still buying influence you know, <laughs> yeah. gifts. Gifts to the daughter of the premier of mm-hmm. many ways the, much the more the useful as, as political donations than an actual donation to some well, bloody riding association. Here's my question: What happened? What happens to all that money now? Like, do not tell me that Doug Ford like that wedding is not being paid for. Like, I want to see the receipts for that wedding. Honestly, now I think that should be public uh, pu- public information now. Uh, I know, I know we can, I know there's like legally that you never get a chance to, but my God, like what, what happens to that money? Is that now, is that money being, being funneled into Tory coffers slowly, but surely you're going to see like, you know, a hundred thousand dollar donations. I mean, like, I don't, I don't think we need to, we don't, that doesn't need to be part of the story for this to be a scandal. You know? No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that would turn it from, 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 disgraceful and resignation worthy to to brown envelopes and just absolute yes let's go to prison standards this is resignation worthy um right as it is now with no further information required um you know compared with other things we might talk about uh, and question resignation worthy or not and different people are going to have different opinions about that but uh, you know this is resignation worthy right now with no further information, Brian, the integrity commissioner 
God knows what he's thinking. Um, well, I, in my, my opinion, the integrity commissioner has undermined the integrity of that office. And he, like, they, they, nobody's going to believe anything that the integrity commissioner reports now. They, they've, they've shot themselves in the foot that way. Um, the second point, though, is that I want, I want to make is Brian Mulrooney. Uh, if you do you remember, maybe this is before you, uh, you came to Canada, but Brian Mulrooney left office um, exactly because of this. Uh, sacks of money in paper, brown paper bags over the Airbus scandal. And he had the sense of mind to say, okay, I'm walking away. I am out of here. And there's a, the whole inquiry with, uh, into what, what happened there, which came out that, yeah, he, he and his cronies were taking big sacks full of money uh, uh, under the table over the Airbus scandal. How, this Steg and Doe does not equate to that. I do not know. And you're right. If Doug Ford had any sense of integrity himself, he'd be stepping down right now and saying, I, I, I cannot, I've lost the, the power, the moral authority, the, the good will um, to, 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 uh, to run, uh, like to, to, to govern. Uh, this is completely sketchy. And the fact that you had, you know, uh, Rob, Rob Ta uh, Taverner there breaking open uh, the the wine on the video to uh, uh, to to toast the the lovely groom and bride, and they said there's like this every it's just it shows that the entire apparatus of our of our provincial government is corrupt. It, it is it had they have turned the provincial levers of power into their own personal kleptocracy. And it's, it's disgusting. And it, I mean, they're not going to resign because they don't have the integrity to do that, but they should. No. Um, no. Um, no. The only reason Doug Ford will resign is if people in his own party smell blood um, and think that this is a way for them to, well, he you know, I, was, I would dare say he's his ability to carry it the next four years. I think is going to be greatly compromised uh, because if I, I mean, if I, if I was an up and coming Tory, uh, young Tory MPP, I'd be trying to figure out, okay, how do I, how to keep the pressure on Ducky to kick him out and I can put somebody I want that's going to advance my cause uh, into power. I mean, yeah. I would say he, in normal circumstances, he should be very compromised. This should be a noose around his neck. Until the next election, uh, well, um, what was I, well, I was telling you this is the this reeks of Boris Johnson's COVID parties. Yeah, difference being that there was some investigation going on there. Um, well, that's the thing. Yeah, I mean, the 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 opposition parties during the whole going back to the whole gas plant thing, the opposition parties did what opposition parties do, right? Ultimately, successfully, it took a long time, but ultimately successfully, which is they just kept the story in the news for getting on for eight years with constant um you know, inquiries investigations whatever with with you know parliamentary mm. committees with um well merit styles where are you um come on i haven't heard a peep out of you so far i mean uh, you know i've seen a peep out of a bunch of other ndp uh mpps I have seen diddly squat from Merit Styles. Um, I have put in a request to her office to invite her onto the podcast. Okay, well, let's come on and, and speak and tell us what you think. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying maybe she's 
but no, this, like, this 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 has to be this for the leaders of it. the opposition parties. This is Christmas come early. Like we're, we're like every every liberal wannabe MP um, uh, leader needs to be foaming at the mouth at the microphone now, just saying. Well, has Marist Stars called for his resignation yet? Because if not, no. why not? Why not? I haven't. I haven't. Like that's the thing. Like, I haven't heard any anybody call for his resignation. Nobody. There's been no call for a formal investigation. No pressure on the OPP to talk about criminal. Uh, is has a criminal conspiracy happened well, let's, here let's, for for wrongdoing? Like what what's going on here? We don't know. We're we're taking this at Doug Ford's honorable word. These quotation marks. Like in all honesty. In all honesty, there is enough information here now. You know, when you when you tie in everything together that we already know about Doug Ford and the developers, mm-hmm. about the 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 things that reek around the um, the information given to developers ahead of the announcement on the green belt, um, uh, about everything to do to do with development in particular, and this government, there is enough now to call for his resignation. Uh, in my opinion, um, I you know, like the, the facts that are on the table that are not even in dispute are damning in the extreme, as far as I can see. Well, we're calling um, for his resignation. I think it's fair to say that we we think course. he needs to step down and move aside and let fresh Tory blood uh, helm, helm the province. Like he he's lost any credibility to put forward any agenda, any... Well, the, the minister, the ministry of Affairs, uh, Steve Clark, uh, he needs to go as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they are both absolutely compromised. Um, it is clear beyond reasonable doubt in, in the, in the, from the point of view of public opinion, what is going on here uh, with the blatant appointments to, to offices like the Police Services Board, um, with the very choice of friends of, of, you know, there would have been a time when having a friend from a far right party, that would have ended your career. <laughs> now it's just like, oh yeah, well, he's a fascist, but you know, what are you going to do? He's a close family friend. Good God. Uh, you know, this, this is, we're in, you know, I keep on coming back. I've quoted before. I'm going to quote him again. Rob Burton saying, and I believe it may have been before, a year or so couple of years before before Doug Ford became premier, you know, liberals were still in power, saying Ontario is run by a bunch of Vaughan developers. And, you know, if if I don't know if he knew just how true that statement was. Actually, he probably knew exactly how true it was. But it is true. This mm-hmm. province is run by and for the development industry, specifically a small number of family-run businesses based in Vaughan primarily. Uh, it, it, it is messed up. And uh, you know the the nakedness and the of the uh, and I remember it's the same people who are funding uh, Ontario Proud. Uh, mm-hmm. It's the same people mm-hmm. who uh, uh, you know I've it, seen these people in action or, or seen different development companies in action in Burlington uh, behaving like thugs standing at the back of the council rooms with their arms folded in their black suits, um, <laughs> kind of uh, in literally threatening, uh, uh, threatening kind of body language. Um, you know, they don't sit down with the public because they're far too important for that. They stand lined up at the back of the room like a bunch of bloody gangsters um, listening to the council debating their things. 
and just waiting for the day when they can they can storm out and appeal it to the Alpat or the oh whatever the hell it's called. Right. Um, you know, it's it's messed up at so many levels. Um, and and, and clear, it's all, it's, know, all it, it's all come out, and we need to. Yeah. But ultimately, this government has lost the ability, I think, to. I think it's lost the confidence of the people. I can't say the legislature because they still control it, but you're right. My, my God, like Doug Ford and Steve Clark have been so compromised by this party and this news of it that where, where are the resi- the calls for their resignation? Where, where's the calls for them to step aside? And it's like the, the opposition. Needs to Doug have, Ford so- became leader of the, sorry to interrupt you, but I, yeah, just, go ahead, go ahead. I just want to come back to Merritt Stiles and, and please uh, Merritt, if you're listening to this, which you're probably not, but if, if you are, or if any of your staff are, we really want to speak to you and we want you to put the record straight. And I want you to, to tell me why what I'm about to say is completely wrong. But the day that Doug Ford became leader of the PCs, he dominated the headlines and he cont- continued to dominate the headlines every day afterwards until he was damn well elected. And it was the whole, it was, it was the, the um, Donald Trump effect. It's this big guy shooting his mouth off on a platform. Okay, it's easier for those guys to get attention. I, I, I understand the, the challenge of trying to be a responsible politician in the current age. You'll get all the headlines you ever want if you're a colossal jerk. However, it's your duty as leader to get in the media constantly. You, you're the leader of the opposition. You're claiming to be the premier in waiting. For God's sake, where are you on this issue? Where the hell are you? Um, what have you been doing all weekend? Um, and, and, you know, the, 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 the people who, the, the, the candidates um, who are putting their names forward for the Ontario Liberals, where the hell are you? Um, you know, this is, again, I've said it already, say it again. This is Christmas come early. This is everything you ever want as an opposition party. Oh, yeah. this, is, this is an invitation to throw mud for four years. Why are you not throwing mud at the time when it's actually on? It's already on the front pages of the newspaper, despite the best efforts of the star to bury it, um, possibly. Um, the, the, you know, for God's sake, if you're not out there screaming from the rooftops about this, then what the hell are you there for? I mean, and it, I mean, it brings us back to the story that has dominated the headlines more than it should have done. I think we can agree on, we disagree on, and we might get into the, some of the things we disagree well, why, about why on the second on, story. But Why don't we but, move on to the second story? Because I yeah. think we're, we're going to beat the, uh, the Steg and Doe story to, to death at this point. But the second story that we're going to talk about, of course, is the resignation of John Tory as mayor of Toronto. Now, it's not a 905 story, but you know, what happens in Toronto affects the 905. Uh, it's a symbiotic relationship, I would, I would argue. Uh, so, but the fact that what three months, like I, I'm trying to think of how, how many, how, how long has it been since the last municipal election, October, yeah, November, course, uh, yeah, yeah, not even like a full year, we're like a few oh, months in, into this, set, even, this current yeah. term. And he's resigned, like Toronto has no mayor, the largest city in Canada, the capital of Ontario, the economic center of this country has no mayor that's a pretty scandalous thing now the i don't know the, the timing of that of john tory's affair story coming out it, a lot of people are pointing out it's, it's highly suspect of 
to mirror the story of the stag and doe i i either it's convenient it's convenient timing or it's just wow somebody had the idea of we need to uh overshadow the stag and doe story i don't think that's going to happen now because john tory resigning pretty much kills the the sex scandal in the mayor's office story right dead in water there's no, there's nowhere for it to go even if new news new news does come out about that relationship or whatever happened the fact that don tory is no longer the mayor of toronto of toronto pretty much kills the interest in it it goes to like page 11 as opposed to page one um and if it does show up on page one it's clear that there's an editorial motivation in, in promoting the story in my opinion but um <sighs> Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I don't know if it does kill it. I mean, I think if there are more shoes to drop, I think you get plenty more headlines out of it. If if there's sufficiently salacious details, you know, um, maybe. But I think I, I mean, this this is the the big in about what I'm in what I'm probably about to say. This is the the um, the proviso in everything I say. Um, that may if if there is a second shoe to drop, all bets are off. But I don't get why he resigned. Um, I, I, I don't. I, I don't get it. I don't get why he resigned so quickly. I mean, literally, his predecessor took crack, probably, you know, probably at City Hall. Um, uh, is it because he's an honourable man? Is it because maybe his family insisted? And in which case, fine, good. But that that wasn't really. I thought initially that that was kind of the the reasoning. There wasn't a reasoning. I mean, his his explanation was that he his behavior fell short and there was a serious error of judgment and so on. Um, I mean, I, I I go back to my my thinking on this is influenced in part by uh, a guy in Britain in the late nineties who was the the foreign minister and the then Labour government. And the previous Conservative government had been beset by sex scandals of, of various kinds. Um, uh, and the, the reason why the sex scandals were, were, were a noose around that government's neck, the, the government of uh, John Major, was because he he, you know, fl- touted this kind of back to basics, family values, conservatism stuff. So when it then turns out that half your ministers are, uh, are you know, getting up to having a lot of fun at the weekends, let's just put it that way, um, then you're a hypocrite, and that is newsworthy. Um, and this very senior minister in the, in the Labour government came in after one or two years uh, they'd been in, not very long. It came out that he was having an affair with a, a senior staffer in his office. Um, and he refused to resign because he said, well, I never said, no, I'm not the family values guy. I, I'm not a hypocrite. This is my business. This is my personal decision. It's nothing to do with my job. Uh, and actually, as it happened, he went on to... Uh, divorce his wife and to marry this person and uh you know he again still none of our business but but and it doesn't make the story any different that 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 relationship went on to last for the rest of his life um uh, okay but, but i think but, but, we're getting... but that's, there's relevance here I, I feel to to the fact that private life is still private life even when you when you're when you work with someone well <laughs> Okay, let's let's start the facts. The facts of Tory's resignation are that he had an, it was an affair, something that he wanted to keep secret with a subordinate to 
directly underneath him uh, in the hierarchy of the mayor's office. The I I think that in, that in itself he opened the city of Toronto up to possible litigation down the road by the woman in question should she choose to do it. It was a poor decision on his part. I I agree. Like his, if if he was having an affair with somebody outside of City Hall, um, is our our need to know? No, I'm, I'm not going to say that. I'm, I I don't think I agree. I don't personal lives doesn't matter if it doesn't impact the job this did this was with a staffer and it, it opened the city up to possible litigation uh, uh and whatnot the fact that the news came out um i mean the toronto star has has a follow-up story uh published today on what went on to this uh to this uh resignation and the fact was you he can't operate he can't push forward his agenda at city hall if uh, if he's constantly fighting off store, the story of this affair, because um, there's questions as well about. But if you literally well, no, no, come well, out and said, but here, "None here of your business, a, go away," then what's the story? What's the, it's not anyone's business because the woman in question got a job working for uh, MLSE, Maple Leaf Sports Entertainment, which of course owns like every sports team in Toronto. The question is, how did she get the job? And the, the, the mayor's office help intervene. There's also ties that MLSE is looking for city funds to help with BMO field uh, and whatnot. And there's a, there's a question like what's going on here. The media is not going to let that go. It's going to continue to just spiral and this woman will be caught into it. And the parent Tory didn't want to damage her reputation any further. Uh, so, so there's all that going on at the same time. How does Tory push forward his agenda? If he's fighting off these allegations because you and I both know city council is not a partisan uh, uh, forum. There, you don't have a party whip to say, no, no, you vote how I want you to vote, regardless of what's going on outside. He's got to go and build his coalition. Now, you know, you got the strong mayor powers and all that. But even still, at some point, if the council just says, I'm not backing you and I'm going to actively undermine you because they see blood uh, in the water. How does how does the city operate for the next four years if this scandal constantly uh, is trounced up? Could he have stuck around? Maybe. Um, I don't think it would have been a pleasant four years for him. And he so he resigned. Um, did he do the right thing by resigning? I think yeah. I I, I think it, he just saved himself and this woman in question as well as his family and and the city just a, a whole headache of problems for the next four years. By just saying, nope, I'm resigning, kill the story, and walk away. I ultimately think, well, I think there's two things. One, we have our priorities all messed up. I mean, a, n- a number of people said, you know, uh, uh, well, so, well, someone said, you know, when I was, I was saying on Twitter that I don't get why he resigned over this, someone raised the point, um, you know, well, what about how he treated the homeless? And it's like, yeah, that was, like, yeah. I don't think John Tory was a good mayor. I think he was... You know, oh, no, that's at a, best that's a... unimpressive, at worst actively bad. Um, I'm not defending his his record. I just think it's it's, it's messed up what people resign for in this in our culture. Um, oh, there's that. Know, that. If, if if John Troy's marriage is 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 under strain and having difficulties, all these details have nothing to do with his job. I still don't see now. If 
the uh, the person uh, uh, the person the other person involved in the relationship had a complaint, uh, then that's relevant and and should be pursued in the normal channels. If if jobs were got for people that should absolutely be pursued in the normal channels but then something's been done wrong and you're pursuing the thing that's been done wrong you're not pursuing the potential of something being done wrong and i don't see in other walks of life where we say you can't do this because potentially that's an issue but they do it all we wait for the thing to be done wrong i think companies 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 have policies where you're not allowed to date in you're well, not, no, you're not but, but have in-office romances. But we don't say you're not allowed this to go golfing with, with buddies because that's a conflict of interest. We don't say you can't take people out for, for business lunches because that's a conflict of interest. Although all those things can be conflicts. All those things can lead to corruption and problems. We don't have rules against those things. So I don't like this development in our culture, which I think is doomed to fail because humans are humans and humans are going to be attracted to I'm, who they're attracted not... to there's you're being attracted to who you're attracted to, but you don't have to act on it and you don't have to do it like john like again if john tory pursued an affair outside of on his like on his own time and it wouldn't interfere with his job as mayor is it questionable perhaps like you could question his personal ethics and, and morality fair enough but in terms of his job as mayor no, I, I I don't think it it's worth getting into. The problem I think is the fact that this was ultimately comes down to my mind. She was his employee. There is a huge conflict of interest there. There's a huge ethical no go area there. It doesn't matter if you have feelings for your employees. You just don't act on them. You make a conscious choice. I'm out backing out. He opened this. He he opened this the city up to such potential litigation. If she says, if she says next year, you know what? I've rethought this, and the city didn't protect me from the from the the mayor the mayor's pressure. Like we don't know what what, what happened, and it, maybe it was consensual, maybe not. Maybe maybe she was caught up in the in the mystique of the mayor's office or whatever, and he exploited. If that's the case, then there's a problem. But those are those are the the point I'm making is that's you go after the problem, not the potential for the problem. We don't know any of that. That's I mean, as far as we know, it's a consensual well, he relationship. Didn't, he didn't have like the, he didn't have to resign. He chose to, which tells me that either he's like, I'm not gonna deal with the the what could have been. It's it's politics. It the public has a right to know, like, okay, what actually happened here? Did you pressure? Did you pressure this woman into a relationship? Did well, you get it's, this? It's down, it's down to down to the party, the other party, to make that complaint. Um, Maybe so. And, but and here's the thing. But I, I just don't. I don't. I don't see him able to get through the next four years if this is hanging over his head. I don't see. The question then is, you know, what what was said, what was done, what was not done. Um, where promises made, where promises kept, where, and all these questions come out, and he just said he didn't have to resign. He could have said, "No, I'm going to push it, force it out," same as Rob Ford did. Um, but he chose not. He chose to resign, and that so we will never know what the answers to those questions are. I admit it. I, I think, but that was well, that's on John Tory. That's on George Tory chose to resign rather than answer those questions. 
And Jack Torrey's political career has been a real mess, hasn't it? You know, if you look at his time as as leader of the opposition, well, um, and the, the the dog's breakfast of a, of an election he ran, uh, his you know. He, you know, it's like he's like Paul Godfrey. He's one of these people who just keep on turning up um, with no particular track record to suggest they're very good at anything. Um, but you know, looks vaguely personable and you know wears a nice suit. Uh, yeah, I, I don't get it. His career is probably over now. Um, oh, it is. It's it's toast. Uh, There's no he. He's unelectable. He's unelectable, and he's he's political kryptonite now for anybody who wants to side with it. I. I to bring it back to our, like bring it full circle, his resignation, um, I think really screws over Doug Ford now. Um, and that's, that's what I, I kind of want to bring up the, the, the conspiracy idea that Doug Ford leaked this story to throw him away from our first story with the Steg and Doe. I say, if that's true, hypothetically, if it is, the resignation is honestly a great middle finger to him because it kills the story. There's nowhere to go with it. Like who, any news that comes out afterwards, maybe, maybe it, it's newsworthy. Maybe it's not, but I think it pretty much kills the story. The focus now goes back to the Steg and Doe party. Who, who was there? What was said? What was, what was done there? At least that's where I think it should be going. Um, I, I still think. And, that... and I, I keep in mind, Doug Ford, Doug Ford did bring in like the strong mayor's powers exclusively for John Tory to keep him in his back pocket with those with John Tory now gone, who gets those powers? I mean, I'm, I'm hearing that the, the strong mayors, the Queens park is saying the strong mayor's powers were exclusively for John Tory. They weren't like the office of the mayor now has the power, which yeah, it's it. That's, that, that, that's sketchy. You know, this is the kind of logic that comes from a man who talks about the difference between 999% and 1000%. I mean, for God's sake, it's so stupid. You ch- you change the law for one person. What kind of democracy are you living in? You know, this is this is it's democracy where this, he John Tory could push through an agenda with less than a third support of city council. That's yeah, all. I mean, that's all gone now. Well, I mean, but they're talking about rolling it out to Hamilton and to, to oh, yeah. Ottawa. Well, it's already been rolled out to Ottawa. Ottawa, but what what happens if what happens if the NDP and the Liberals get their shit together? And put forward a couple candidates that are progressive, uh, that are really going to, you know, that aren't going to kick out homeless out of parks or uh, shut down homeless uh, warming centers in the city, and maybe step push back against development. Uh, God, just it, some candidates it, with the gift enough of the gift of the gab with the media to be able to put a sentence together that grabs a bloody headline. Okay. You know, I mean, it, it, it again, I can't if i was leader of one of those parties i would be just lining up to get on every damn media show oh fuck to, yeah to to talk about the stag and doe story oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I again it comes back like this this story comes back to doug ford in my opinion i don't i don't honestly at this point i don't care what john tory i really don't i don't care what happens to him i don't care what happens like whatever happens next i don't care about it's a it's a mute story because we're gonna get a new mayor in toronto um it comes back to Doug Ford. Right now, Doug Ford has lost a major ally, political ally in the province. He ought to have every politician breathing down his neck about the Steg and Doe story uh, and what's happening with the Greenbelt and everything else that he's going on. Like, Doug Ford, I would suspect for the next four years, 
is we're going to see him. We thought the notwithstanding clause bit was the worst that he could do. I suspect Doug Ford's going to do, find far more worse antics to inflict upon the province of Ontario because Doug Ford doesn't know how to negotiate. He doesn't know how to politic. He knows how to bully. He knows how to pressure. And, and, this is and that's clear. what we're going to see in the next four years because the pressure is going to be on him to say, to, to tighten that noose, as you said earlier. And he's going to fight back and you're going to see, my question is, we're going to see far worse than any kind of notwithstanding clause here in the province. Um, unions, like QP, you better get, you better be ready to go back to the to the wall on, on this one. Because uh, I think all the unions are going to be up in arms over the next four years. Uh, we, have to, we have to remember how Doug Ford was the first four years when things weren't going before COVID, things weren't going well. He got booed in in oh the, yeah i remember that downtown he was on a stage with justin trudeau he got booed justin trudeau got it's when the, the, the raptors the raptors won yeah uh won the championship um, and they were and he, he furious and he re he reshuffled his cabinet the week after uh fired the finance minister um you know uh, this the guy doesn't like it when things get nasty uh and, and he feels he's un, unpopular the last year has been easy for them because the opposition has been missing in action. Um, uh, you know, a, a, and clearly a decision was made and politically it's the right decision to like, well, while those jackasses uh, don't even have leaders, we run, push out all of the most unpopular stuff. Mm-hmm. So we then got two and a half years, three years to butter people up with tax breaks um, before the next election. Um, so, yeah, uh, they they played that the way it should be played. But the fact is, the NTP have a leader now, um, and we need that leader to be doing her job. Um, so, well, love to leave, hear from her. Well, let's leave it at that for this episode. Um, take care, everyone. We'll be back this Thursday with another episode. Bye bye. Bye bye. That's it for this episode of the 905er. Thank you for listening. As always, you can send us your feedback, thoughts, and concerns, or ideas for future episodes to our email, info at 905er.ca. We'd love to hear from you. You can help us keep the 905er going by financially supporting us through Patreon as well as PayPal. Visit us at 905er.ca and click on the support tab. As well, links are in the show notes for your convenience. Lastly, you can find us on social media. Search for the underscore 905er on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. So long for now. See you next time. leadership show called The Boiling Point with my co-host Dave Vale. 
Together, we sit down with trailblazing entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers who are driving meaningful change in our world. The show is all about exploring the lives and perspectives of leaders who are making a difference. Join us for insightful conversations that challenge the status quo, spark new ideas, and inspire you to take action. Find us on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or at BoilingPointPodcast.com.